I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal, match day edition of Inside Arsenal. Arsenal, of course, taking on Liverpool a little bit later on today in North London in what's got to be the biggest game in the FA third FA Cup third round this weekend. Huge game at the Emirates, especially big for Arsenal on the back of two successive Premier League defeats. Could really, really do with a win today just to get that momentum back and certainly beating the Premier League leaders would be a nice way to do that. So going to be a bit of a short, sharp episode today, just looking at the team news. Obviously, we'll go through what the predicted 11s we think um, we're going to see today. A little bit of a preview, got some comments from you guys as well. So let's get cracking, shall we? Of course, Arsenal playing in all white today as part of the No More Red campaign. Brilliant campaign, obviously aimed at really great stuff. I don't like Arsenal playing in all white. I have to say, it just feels weird. And whenever I watch it, that obviously the Nottingham Forest game, which was a disaster, the 1-0 defeat, it did win wearing the white kit against Oxford last season. But just remember watching that game at Oxford. It just looked weird. And I, I do wonder sort of what it's like sort of mentally for the players wearing all white. And it shouldn't make any sort of difference, I know, but... You know, you're so used to the kits that you're wearing to suddenly it must be so alien to see Arsenal playing in all white. And when you're playing and you're sort of thinking about that, the last thing in your mind is to think about an Arsenal player in an all white kit. But obviously you've got to get your head around that today. And I'm sure they will. It'll be fine. And I'm reading too much into it. And it is for a fantastic cause as well. And hopefully the fact it's going to be beamed across all these TV screens around the world, Arsenal in this white kit, in this huge game against Liverpool, the message about what it's all about and the campaign, it's going to be brilliant to raise awareness for that. So, you know, obviously... My thoughts on the kit, you know, pale into insignificance, really, in in terms of what it's about. And hopefully, you know, 
the campaign about knife crime and youth violence in in and around the London area. This will you know give it a really big boost and a, and a, get plenty of eyes on it. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what Mikel Arteta does for this game. This man on screen, if you're watching on YouTube, I think it's vitally important he starts this game. I really do. Jorginho, for me, I don't think we've seen enough of Jorginho recently. And I look at this game and how it's going to pan out. I look at the left-back t- issues that Arsenal might potentially have. And that's why I want Jorginho in this game. Just sitting, protecting in front of the back four. Declan Rice can play a little bit further forward, you know, replacing Kai Havertz. Havertz on the bench. Have Rice and Odegaard ahead of him. But then having the legs of Rice, the box-to-box ability of Rice of, yes, he needs to get forward, no doubt about it, in that position. But you can also drop back, cover that left-hand side, give Kivior an extra bit of protection that he probably won't have if Havertz is in that side. And you've also got Jorginho sitting as a sort of defensive screen in front of the back four. I think it's really important he starts this game. I think Mikel Arteta will do it, but I don't. He obviously don't know for sure. But for me, that's a really big decision. I think he needs to get right in this game. I don't think we've seen enough of Jorginho recently and I think he should be playing more and I think today is definitely a game that he should be involved. It'll be interesting to see what he does in goal as well. You know, I've said before, I think Ramsdale should start this game. I think he probably will, although I won't be at all surprised if I do get out there and David Raya starts. You know, lots of people disagree with me, say, look, Raya's the number one choice goalkeeper. So, and this is a huge game for Arsenal. So they think he's going to start this game. Um, and it is a bit of a sort of toying cost, I would say, sort of 50-50 between the two. But I just think the fact that Ramsdale hasn't got Champions League games as well, you've got to give him some games this season. And Arsenal already out of the Carabao Cup. And if he doesn't play today, then potentially he's not going to play again all season if David Rice stays fit. So I think he'll just about edge it in this regards. Mikel was asked about it in his press conference ahead of the match and he wouldn't give anything away. He just said, you'll have to wait and see on Sunday. I'm sorry, I can't reveal the team lineup, which is understandable. He's not going to do that. But uh, that I think that's one of the interesting things. Everywhere else, I think the team probably picks itself for this one. Sort of team news-wise, um, when it comes to Arsenal, obviously there's doubts over Zinchenko. Um, Mikel said in the build-up to the game they were going to assess him yesterday in that final training session, see if he's OK. Arsenal don't have a game for a couple of weeks now. They head off to Dubai, unless, of course, this game ends in a draw and then their break um, is going to get cut short because they're going to have to have the replay squeezed in against Liverpool, not this coming week, but the week after in the midweek. I think it'll be on the Tuesday um, and that will certainly cut short Arsenal's plans for their warm weather training camp in Dubai. So Mikel will be desperate for it not to be a draw. And I'm sure Jurgen Klopp will be absolutely desperate for it not to be a draw as well. Um, and yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if, if Arsenal do look at Zinchenko, if they do think he's, you know, kind of fit, you know, 90% fit, will they take a risk on him? to play him in this game rather than Kivior. Um, that will be an interesting one. That's the big decision they've really got to make. The other team news-wise, you know, Thomas Partey, we know he's out. Fabio Vieira, we know he's out. Yuri uh, Timber, of course, is out. There's no Mohamed Elneny because he's off with um, Egypt at, the, at, at AFCON. And there's no uh, Takiro Tomiyasu as well because he's over with Japan at the Asia Cup. So those are the team news for Arsenal. For Liverpool, we know... Um, Obviously, no Thiago, no Joel Matip, no Robertson, no Simakas, no Sabozlai, who uh, Jurgen Klopp has ruled out with a hamstring injury. So Liverpool missing some players as well. Diego Jota, Diogo Jota. I can never pronounce it right. I always say Diego, but it's not, is it? It's like Diogo Jota um, is pushing for a start. Um, got a brilliant record against Arsenal as well. Of course, I think he'll probably start. I've been looking at a few of the sort of predicted 11s from the sort of Liverpool end, and they've got, some of them have got Gakpo, some of them have got Jota playing as a central striker in this one, and um, and Harvey Elliott on the right and Diaz on the left. 
I, I think he'll probably go for Jota. I'd be surprised if he doesn't start in this game. Jota's such a good player. I think he'll come back in. McAllister as well has just come back from injury. Set up the brilliant pass for the penalty that was awarded for the dive from Jota against Newcastle. But brilliant, um, brilliant ball from McAllister. So I think he'll come back into the starting eleven. I think Liverpool are going to go really strong. I think both teams are going to go really strong. Ideally, of course, for both managers, they'd want to make big rotations in this game, give some of the squad players a chance if they had a nice, easy home game in the FA Cup third round. The draw has not been kind to them. You've got pretty much the hardest game you can possibly have. And I think both are just going to go strong. Klopp hinted at that in his press conference in the build-up to this game. I think the position Arteta finds himself in after the back-to-back defeats um, in the Premier League, I just don't think he can afford to rest players for this game. I think he'll go as strong as he possibly can, barring the goalkeeper situation, which he might bring in Ramsdale, which um, obviously he doesn't think is his strongest goalkeeper, but he might as well bring Ramsdale in. Um, so, yeah, that's what that's what I'm thinking. I'll bring up my predicted 11 now uh, for the game. Um, there it is. I've gone, like you say, with, like I said, with Ramsdale in goal, but it's again, it's a kind of coin toss 50-50. So Ramsdale, White, Saliba, Gabriel, Kivior. You know, if Zinchenko's fit, I think Zinchenko plays, but I think you know, it might be a bit of a push for Zinchenko to make this one. So Ramsdale, White, Saliba, Gabriel, Kivior. Then I'm going with the midfield three of Jorginho, Odegaard and Rice, and then Saka, Martinelli and Jesus. I think he'll stick with that front three, despite all of them underperforming against Fulham last time out. The predicted 11 for Liverpool, I'm going to go for is Alisson, Trent at right back, obviously Canate and Van Dijk, and Gomez at left back. I'm going to go for midfield of Jones, McAllister and Gravenberch. And then I'm going to go Elliot, Jota and Diaz as the front line for Liverpool. So that's Alisson, Alexander-Arnold, Canate, Van Dijk, Gomez, Jones, McAllister, Gravenberch, Elliot, Jota and Diaz. So those are my predicted 11s for, uh, for today's game. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, medical study buddy 2964 got in touch and says, hey, Charles, Charles, I would go for a midfield trio of Rice, uh, ESR and Odegaard. I think it's now or never for ESR. Trossard does not work there and Havertz does not do as much in there in the absence of a Zinni. And Jorginho would be a bit of a gamble. He can be shaky when coming back from an injury. Um, yeah, look, you'll know that I'm a big fan of Emma Smith-Rowe. I wouldn't be upset if I turned up at the Emirates later on today and saw Emil Smith-Rowe in the starting lineup. In fact, I'd be pretty excited about it. But I'd be very surprised if Mikel throws him in for this game. Um yeah, I, I I absolutely agree. I don't want to see Trossard playing in this role. I don't like him in this role at all. Doesn't I've not seen any evidence that it works yet, no matter when Mikel does it. So I, I agree on that. 
Uh, Havertz, no, again, I wouldn't be at all surprised if Havertz is starting this game. But uh, as I explained earlier on, I just think this is a match for Jorginho in the holding role. You can play Rice in the eight, use his box-to-box abilities. He can get back. If it is Kivior at left-back, he can get back and support Kivior and help him out down that left-hand side. And that is my uh, my reasoning for that. But I don't I don't really look at Jorginho as a gamble. He's been back for a while now as well. Hasn't really played that much, but he's been back for a while. So uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's my reasoning for it. Uh, USA, uh, USA band, is that? I don't know. I'm not sure. We, we need a left-sided eight. We haven't replaced Jackie yet. We need a progressive passer, someone who can carry the ball and can dribble past players. Havertz is unfortunately not the answer. Havertz averages 30 touches per game, whereas Xhaka averages 70 touches per game. It's one of the main reasons we are struggling to control. Yeah, that's a good point. We've all spoken about that left eight position. It is still a problem. Havertz has improved massively recently, which has been great, although he was poor against Fulham, but everyone was poor against Fulham. Um, but before his suspension, obviously, he was player of the month for November, deservedly so. He was popping up some big, important goals for Arsenal and he was getting better. But definitely, when you sort of compare the two and how they play in Xhaka and Havertz, it's so different. Like you said, Havert, Xhaka was involved all the time, always on the ball, always dropping dropping in, getting a ball. You know, everything went through Xhaka pretty much. And then you move from that to Havertz, who, like you said, is, you know, his touches are minimum throughout the game. He's a very different type of player, adjusting to a new role. And it has definitely impacted Arsenal this season. I've said it many times before. I think Granit Xhaka is still here. I think Arsenal are top of the Premier League right now. I really do. I think he was that important last season. He was that good last season. If he'd still stayed around, then I think Arsenal would be a hell of a lot better proposition this season. Just, um, But he hasn't. He's gone. So we've got to move on from unfortunately, and hope that Arteta can find an answer if, if Havertz's improvement can continue and Arsenal can suddenly look better for it. But you know, right now there's, a, there's still plenty of question marks in terms of filling that role and replacing the void that was left by Granite in the summer. Uh, now, NMKE7GU says, Hi, Charles, would love to hear your thoughts on this. Arsenal offering money plus Eddie for Elise. Elise then becoming our right winger and moving Saka into the eight role. I seem to recall many years ago him playing there against Brighton away and being man of the match. Personally, I think uh, Saka would be a game changer in the eight role. So this is talking, you know, this is kind of similar to this question before when we're talking about the left-sided eight. Here's a, here's a potential options. Saka as a left-sided eight. It's an interesting one. Look, I love Michael Elise. I think he's a fantastic player. I've followed him since his days at Reading, and I used to obviously cover Reading as a journalist around here for a good few years as, uh, and covering Reading for the local papers here. And the excitement when Elise came through when he was playing was great, and he's moved on. He's done exactly what everyone at Reading thought he would when he went to Crystal Palace. Fantastic player. He's going to get himself a big, big move. We've already seen him being linked with Manchester United, Chelsea, in the summer, apparently there is a release clause that becomes available or becomes uh, live in the summer with Elise. I would love Arsenal to be in the mix for him. I think he's a he's one of those sort of players. Arsenal don't really have too many of them who can just do something out of nothing. If things aren't really working, you suddenly have this player who can just drop a shoulder, beat a man and bend one into the top corner from, from a long distance out. You know, that real sort of game changer, that X factor. There's not too many of them in this Arsenal team. It's very structured, obviously, which is Arteta likes, but I think it would be nice to have that X factor type player. And I would love Elise. And the thought of Saka at left eight is really an interesting one. Saka's so good, he can play in any position. We've seen that before. He can play left back, can play right back, can play left wing, can play right wing. He can play as a number 10. I'm sure he can play the left eight role really, really well. Personally, I'd much rather see him out in the wing. And I think if you asked him, he would much rather play out of the wing. But I'm sure he could do a job at left eight. But long term, filling that position left by Granit Xhaka, not for me. Not so, not Bakaya Saka. Um, but I, that doesn't mean I wouldn't want Elise. You know, I think sign Elise anyway. Rotate the two, play them, play them together like Pep Guardiola would if he went and signed Elise for Man City. It wouldn't be a case of just one being the, the star man on the right wing. You pick one for one game, pick another for another game. That's the 
that's what you want. That's the strength and depth you want. So, you know, if Felice does leave as expected in the summer, I would love to see Arsenal involved in that transfer battle. Uh, so thanks very much for your comment. And that's it from me. I'm going to go now. I've got to get my son off to his drum lesson. Then I've got to head up to the Emirates, which should be fine. Getting back. Going to be a very different story, I think, with the tube strike. It's going to be an interesting journey back across London later on tonight. But got to do it. Looking forward to that. Can't wait for the atmosphere. I hope it's going to be a real belter today. And hopefully we're going to get a really excellent game of FA Cup football as well. If you're going, be loud. Make that atmosphere hostile like Mikel Arteta asked for. I'll be back tomorrow to discuss uh, in depth, hopefully, what is a very good Arsenal win. I'll try and do a player ratings video after the game as well. Although that might be impacted by the tube strikes because... If the tubes are still running after the game, which they might be for about an hour or so, might have to leg it to the tube station, which might stop me doing a video or certainly getting it uploaded straight away after the game. So going to have to sort of play a bit of a waiting game on that. But I'll definitely be back tomorrow. So the usual show, looking back on the game, in-depth discussion on it, get your thoughts as well. So come back after the game. If you've watched it, if Arsenal won, if they've lost, let me know your thoughts on it. Reply to, in, to this video with your comments. I'll pull a load of them together and include them in tomorrow's reaction show. Till then, everyone, have a very great, good Sunday. I'll speak to you soon.